Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So a big question among all designers that I think everyone eventually thinks of and has this like existential crisis with their business <laughs> is should I work within one type of design or with one type of client or should I do a little bit of everything for everyone and in the past you could totally get away with working for everyone. I think that has been something that has always kind of worked for our type of design business people online. But now you really have to focus on niching your design business in one way or another. So today we are going to talk about why you should niche your services and how exactly you can go about doing that. I'm excited for this one. and. Like, like you were saying, like you need to have a niche for your services now, but I still see so many people that don't have one. And like, to me, as someone who would hire a designer, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't hire those people that are just targeting toward like everyone. And I think another common pitfall that maybe we'll get into is like people who target like creative business owners. Like that's not even a niche anymore because that's still like everyone. And I, I just feel like that doesn't even stick out anymore. So I think this is the perfect topic because like you said, people freak out about this. I've spent lots of time freaking out about it in the past. So I'm excited to see what tips you have today. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about the whole creative business owner thing. And I know we talked with Nisha about that. Um, But just to kind of go over that again, in case you guys missed that episode, it's like, When we all started our design business, we were focused on creative business owners Mm -hmm. or female business owners or whatever. And then like as the time has gone on, okay, well, everyone in our extended community online right now is a creative business owner or a Mm -hmm. female business owner. So you kind of have to get a lot more creative and dig a little bit, at least like one step deeper than that Mm -hmm. to kind of get your real niche. Yeah, exactly. But to get started here today, let's go over just first this really huge hesitation that I think everyone has when they start thinking about niching their design business. And that would be, won't I lose clients because I'm narrowing down what I do and who I do it for? And the answer to that question is yes. You may be missing out on some clients, but the keyword there is some. You're not going to lose all of your clients ever, but you are going to obviously start losing those clients who want certain kinds of services that you don't offer or they don't fit your target market. So 
if you're just getting started, it is better to be that jack of all trades to everyone. That way you are not missing out on any clients and you can try to build up your design business and get your name out there more. However, once you have really started to establish yourself, you are so much better off by niching down. And the next thing we're gonna talk about is why. So here is why you're better off. And I know Krista, you are probably just gonna agree with all of these because I was thinking of all of these. I'm already (laughs) just sitting here nodding. Like when you were saying, Like, yeah, you're going to miss out on clients, but some of them, I'm like, oh gosh, yes. Because I remember being so terrified before I I had a niche to lose the people I was working with. But now I'm like, oh, thank God that if someone like this pops in my inbox, I can be like, oh, sorry, I don't do this kind of work. Like, it's amazing. So yeah, we can get into why, but I'm just going to be over here nodding like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think I've definitely been in that same situation, um where I was like targeting obviously creative business owners and I was thinking if I go one step further than that, then I am going to start losing on clients. And you really have this whole like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna get clients, I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills, like I'm not gonna be able to have my business anymore. And it's like a whole spiral, but (laughs) once you do it, you realize that it's so much easier For your like sanity in the long run and not only that but let's just dive into all of the points on why so first it makes it so much easier to stand out when you have a very specific focus so there are a ton of designers out there and you guys if you scrolled through who I follow on Instagram that's a really good place to see that I follow a ton of designers (laughs) So I hate to say this because it does kind of sound mean, but if you're a designer, you don't really stand out to me unless you have work that I really like or if you have a very specific focus. Because if you're doing everything or you just kind of have so-so work, I'm just going to kind of lump you in with, okay, there's the rest of the designers and here are the people that, you know, I think of immediately when I'm thinking of design. So a good example of having a specific focus within your design business would be Caitlin of The Crown Fox. And we talked to her in episode nine all about shifting her design business and her offerings and that kind of thing. But she is actually a design assistant, which is not something you hear very often Mm -hmm. So that means that her focus is actually doing things like graphics and workbooks. I know I looked at her site and she was like doing content upgrades, you know, all these different things. But that means that she is not doing branding or web design or, you know, all these other things that people might be trying to come to her for because she has a very specific focus. So this also helps you stand out with your peers when you do have this specific focus because we as your peers can refer potential clients to you. So for example, if I was totally booked out and I knew someone who needed, you know, regular workbooks and graphics, things like that, then I could easily send them over to Caitlin. And honestly, she would be the very first person that I thought of because I would be like, oh, I know someone who does that regularly and you are going to love her. So it also actually makes you stand out just in the community as Mm -hmm. a whole. 
because fellow business owners are going to think of you when they or someone they know need that specific type of design. So not just your fellow designers, but like actual other business owners who see you popping up online and they're like, hey, I know someone who can do that for you. Yeah, this is all so true. And like when I shifted to doing WordPress development for designers, like I was scared that this wouldn't happen and that, you know, people would just not know I existed. But you guys, if someone asks for a, if there's a designer asking for a WordPress developer in a Facebook group, people that I haven't even heard of start recommending me. And let me tell you, someone whose website says, WordPress developer for designers stands out from someone that's, you know, comments and is like, oh, I do design and development or I do development and it's just random tasks for anybody. Like the more niche you can be, the more you stand out. And sure, there might not be as many like opportunities that you would be the perfect fit for, but those ones that you are the perfect fit for, you are going to have a real good chance of getting those, especially with designers where, you know, 90% of the people are going to say things like, I do design for creative business owners and you can be in there like, bam, I do whatever you do. And it's totally awesome and specific and exactly what they need. You're going to stand out every single time. So I love that point. Exactly. And I think you made a really good point about people recommending you in the Facebook groups, because I know I'm going to ask you about this in a second, but after you kind of adjusted your niche and you were like, okay, specifically for designers, you guys, I saw Krista's business Mm -hmm. explode. Like it went crazy because every time a designer was like looking for a developer or any kind of help, everyone immediately knew It was like you, you were the Mm -hmm. only person I saw getting recommended for a while. Now there are a few other people that pop up, but yeah, (laughs) but still the majority of people are like, Krista, go work with Krista. And some of the people I'm like, I couldn't even get in here fast enough. Everyone else has already (laughs) commented. So yeah, it does really make a difference just in the community as a whole Mm -hmm. because I mean yeah sometimes people who recommend you are not designers they have just heard really amazing things about you or they see everyone else like Krista is amazing and they so they recommend you as well (laughs) yeah so speaking of kind of growing your business when you have a niche it makes it far easier to market your business. So I have a whole thing here about blogging, but before we get into that, I do want to go back to the point that you made, Krista, about how when you have a very specific niche, not even very specific, but something better than just creative business owners, then the people who are coming to you are going to know immediately, okay, this person is the designer for me. Mm -hmm. So if I landed on someone's website, like you, for example, who do you do development specifically for designers, I would be like, oh, this is perfect because I don't need to know anything about development. I'm just a designer and she is going to work perfect for me. And that works exactly the same in the design industry. Mm -hmm. And I think it can really make you, like we were just saying, stand out more and make it even easier to market yourself. Because think about the captions you're writing on Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, the kind of calls to action you're putting in your emails, in your blog post, 
the things you're linking to, just everywhere. It makes it so much easier if you can say, I work with this specific person and that is going to stand out among the 500,000 designers who are trying to market their services to all of the business owners out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it is so much easier just marketing in general. Like you have a specific type of person in mind and you, it's just so much easier. Like you were saying to create content, like writing blog posts gets so much easier. Writing those Instagram cap- captions, you don't have to feel like you're just asking the same, you know, saying the same things every day because like, you know what these people are thinking about and it is marketing sucks, but like no matter what, <laughs> but it is so much easier. Yeah, and bringing up, you know, blog posts, I think our biggest marketing tool is our blog posts. Mm -hmm. And Instagram, which is like this mini blog platform that everyone is like, even me, I write really, really long captions (laughs) sometimes. So it is a really good way through blog posts and just educational content to kind of market your business and bring in more clients. And The great thing about having your niche is that it takes all of the guesswork out of what content to create. You no longer are like, okay, well, everyone else is writing about how to, you know, design whatever. And you're like, everyone else already wrote about that. What am I going to write about now? It's so frustrating. Look, you guys, that is the exact (laughs) boat I am in after five years of writing. So... (laughs) When you know your target market, though, like you were saying, Krista, you can really focus on creating content that is specific for them. So an example would be if you want to work with photographers, I think you could write like, you know, five reasons getting a professional website design will help photographers book more clients. Or Mm -hmm. if you do maybe like wedding invites, that's what you design, then you can start writing content for brides-to-be to kind of get them on your site and get them thinking about what they want their invites to look like and all this other stuff, and you can kind of naturally lead them into your services. Whereas if you're just blogging about blogging or WordPress or whatever everyone else out there is blogging about, you're missing this huge opportunity to market your services. Mm -hmm. So true. So the last two points I have here about why it is so important to niche your design business would just be that it allows you to focus on designing things that you enjoy and designing those things for people you actually enjoy working with. So I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm going to get kind of sassy here, but (laughs) the biggest win obviously is you can finally stop doing all this crap you don't enjoy doing. So I know some people actually don't enjoy branding at all and if you don't enjoy it then don't do it (laughs) like it's that simple you can niche down and you can totally throw that out the window and say I'm not gonna do it anymore Mm -hmm. and then when it comes to figuring out like the actual types of clients you enjoy working with I think once you have more experience or if you you know you've started working with a ton of clients and you've worked with a big variety, it's really easy to start seeing a pattern of the types of clients you do and don't enjoy working with. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you start working with maybe female wedding industry business owners or professional bloggers or moms who have some kind of 
business or whatever they're doing online, you can ensure that you'll be so much more likely to enjoy those projects if you keep taking on more of those instead of trying to get everyone out there that's online. Mm -hmm. So I will point out though that this doesn't mean you're not going to get a few bad seeds because yeah because even in I feel like our niche there's still always going to be those people Mm -hmm. that like can make us want to pull our hair out with every single project but you are a lot better off in terms of getting those clients that have the personalities and the communication style that you enjoy a lot more and then you can kind of like ditch everyone else who really makes you like stress sweat when you see their projects (laughs) coming in your inbox. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So Krista, I wanted to ask you because you are probably one of the best examples of people niching their business. Just what were the biggest wins, I guess, that you had from Mm -hmm. doing that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, just thinking back to before I niche my business, like it just feels like a darker time almost. Like it just wasn't <laughs> as fun. Um, but the first thing that everyone always wants to hear is higher paying projects. I have literally mm. added an extra zero to my average project cost. And that's amazing. That's huge. When you're when you're just targeting general people, you're gonna get the cheapos that don't you know they don't care. The people who are looking for something premium and specific will go you know, pay those hard, higher prices for someone who does specifically, specifically what they need. So we get kind of the leftovers if you don't have a niche. Yeah. And I think bloggers are a really good example mm-hmm. of that because I always noticed that the bloggers I worked with who were just casually starting their blog, they weren't taking it super seriously, or they were just, you know, just normal lifestyle bloggers, just wanting an upgrade. They were not willing to pay my prices. Whereas the professional bloggers who are putting a lot of time and effort into their content and working with advertisers and that sort of thing, they were like, you charge $1,800? I'm totally okay with that because, you know, I realized that that's what my... Biz, what my business needs because inevitably once you get to that point as a blogger it is a business mm-hmm. so yeah I can definitely agree with that yeah and I mean like right right along with it you're avoiding I can't say all like you just pointed out a few <laughs> minutes ago but you avoid or I have been avoiding I guess the projects and people that make me miserable I I hated those just smaller projects that I was doing for everybody and it you know I ended up with a lot of newer people who needed some tech help and I was that techie person that could do the job for them and I hated it. I loved it when I just kind of got a random designer pop in my inbox who needed something. I was like, thank you. These people speak my language. They know what they want. (laughs) And now that that's all that I'm working with, it's, it's like heaven. And like, like Corey said before, like there are still the ones that make you want to pull your hair out every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. it is, it's so much more rare. You started your own design business. Yay! The creative side of your business, the side where you get to spend your days designing, rocks. But everything else, not so much. Maybe your days are starting to run you and you found yourself not doing nearly as much design work as you'd like to be. Instead, you're trying to stay afloat under an ever-growing to-do list of invoicing, sending contracts, staying organized, scheduling projects, and so much more. 
you're making money, but you know if you could just get your business more organized and create a better client experience, then it'll be easier to raise your rates and make running your own design business more enjoyable for you. If you're ready to ditch all of that overwhelm and get back to loving what you do and even looking forward to getting to work in the morning, head to getbacktodesign.co slash coaching and learn about how we can work together one-on-one to streamline and grow your business so you can get back to design. And then something else that actually surprised me is how much more I'm booking in advance. And this is this is twofold. I took a really amazing course on booking out in advance, but it also came along the time that I niched my services and both of them went hand in hand. Because before I did it, I was booking literally a couple of days at a time. Like if it was a Tuesday, I might be booking for that same Thursday, where now it's been more like three months in advance. I have one spot right now, it's September, and I have one spot open for the le- rest of the year. And after that, I'm going on maternity leave. So I mean, last year at the same time, I was literally, it was September. I was booking for September. So it it makes such a big difference. And just because of everything you've talked about earlier in this episode, like you stand out more to people, it's easier to market. There's people recommending you all the time. Like it's it's huge. And I, I can't imagine like going back and it wasn't easy or like I don't know. I remember being terrified, but it's it's so worth it. So if you're if you haven't niched your business yet, like it's time to start working towards it and it's not something that should totally freak you out that you should lose sleep over, but it's time to start putting some effort in for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I can totally see how I mean, even just taking the time to take that leap. Sometimes mm-hmm. It is really scary to make those changes in our business. So some of the things I'm going to talk about um, that you can pay attention to and look for, even that can be kind of terrifying to think, well, I'm taking a service off my website. Oh, my gosh. You know, something as little as that can be really scary, especially if you're in a position with your business where you're not making a lot of money like how you were. Mm -hmm. It's like I could go from booking two days in advance to not book anything. And I know when I have thought about trying to get more specific, I've had the same exact fears. I think we all do because it is that like, I could never book another project ever again. (laughs) And then what do I do? Because it's so much harder to go backwards, Mm -hmm. you know, online where everyone is seeing what you're doing and judging you. But sometimes those big leaps are definitely worth it. And this is one of those, you guys, that's totally worth it and can make a huge difference in your business. Mm Mm-hmm. So now let's kind of shift gears a little bit and let's talk about how you can niche your design business. I think you can do this in one or both of two ways. And the first one would be doing specific services. So I think this is kind of one that we are all already doing somewhat but you can take it one step further. So maybe you only do branding, but you don't do web design, or you only do web design, but not branding. And I think a lot of people are scared to do this because Mm -hmm. like I said, it means taking potential projects off of your, you know, your website. You're not saying that you're offering these things, so you're not gonna get inquiries probably for them, and that might take money out of your pocket. But 
like the benefit of it, like we've said before, is that you're focused on doing projects that you actually enjoy. So weigh the benefits and risks on that one. And then the other way that you can niche your business is working with a specific target market. So I think this is the more popular, what people think of when they think of niching your business. Um, either way is better than trying to do everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. It, I think you can do even better if you combine them both, kind of like what Caitlin did. But if you just want to start with one, because that feels like the least terrifying (laughs) step, then do that. Um, But ultimately, it comes down to this formula. So design work you do best and actually enjoy doing, plus the people you enjoy working with the most equals your niche. So it's that simple. Now, when you are a newer designer, you have no clue what your niche is. And I think it is not a good idea, I've probably said this in a previous episode, to niche down when you're just getting started because it's better to experiment and find out what you enjoy doing the most and, you know, the type of people that you want to work with because you could find yourself in a position where you're taking on projects that you enjoy doing right now, but you kind of get stuck in it creatively, and then you have to figure out how to unniche and re-niche yourself in like a couple years, and that's just really confusing. It's possible. Don't get us wrong. It is possible, but it's more confusing. So when you are a newer designer, I think the best thing you can do is just take notes. Like take notes along the way with all of the projects, all of the clients, and put them in like some kind of Google Doc or something that you can keep track of so that you can continually add to it and refer back to it when you're ready to start making some of those changes in your business. So maybe you took on some kind of work that was print and you were like, oh my gosh, this is a total nightmare. I absolutely hate it. You can make a note of that and then when you're ready to kind of make that next step and start niching down, okay, instead of doing literally all types of design, now I'm only going to do digital design. You know, hey, here's this one project I had and it kept me up all night for like a month. So this (laughs) is why I'm doing this. If you are having a really difficult time booking clients, because I know there are a lot of new designers out there, I've been in this position myself before, where you just can't find any work because you don't have enough experience, you know, you don't have a niche, so no one really thinks of you to refer people to, there are a few things to keep in mind, and number one would just be don't niche yourself too soon. So kind of going off what I was just saying, you may not have enough experience for the type of niche that you want. So I know when I was just working with bloggers, the niche I wanted were was business owners. It was like they're spending way more money you know, to get branding and websites. So I don't want to work with just bloggers. I want my niche to be all these high rollers who can help me, you know, pay bills a little bit longer. But I didn't have enough experience in web design at the time to make that transition. And also, let's be honest, if your prices are really super low, that's going to kind of 
fend off that niche that you want to. So I had really, really low prices and I knew business owners were definitely not taking me seriously. I think something else is that you may miss out on realizing your, your like true calling in design. So you may not realize the exact type of client that you truly love working with or the type of projects that you're really, really, really good at because you niche too soon and you picked the wrong thing. So what do you think about that, Krista? Yeah, at first I was not going to necessarily agree with you on this one. But then I thought (laughs) about what the process looked like for me. And if I would have tried niching down right away, it would have been a disaster. And I guess I did try. And you guys, the niche I had (laughs) chosen for myself at one point was like heart-centered female business owners who need like website updates or something just awful (laughs) like that. No, like, no, that was so far off. And luckily, that thought lasted for a good five minutes. Um, But through working with all kinds of random people, I got a few designers in and I was like, oh, this is the right thing for me. Like, there's no way I would have got that right. If I would have just like, jumped in with something I would I wouldn't have even thought of it at that point. So yeah, I I agree with this, even though I didn't think I would at first. (laughs) That's what I did. Well, and I think the kind of difference there is that you are, you would have picked business owners as that would have been like the general people you would have been targeting and designers are business owners still. So you probably still would have got some of them in, even if you were like, but if you would have been like who want website updates, that would have been completely different Mm -hmm. than like if I were coming to you with a project where I was like, Krista, take this crap. I don't know (laughs) what I'm doing. So that is a really good example though of missing out on work that you really should be doing if you just try to make this decision too early in your business. And then the kind of opposite end of the spectrum is obviously don't wait until it's too late. And I think a good, a really, really good showing or sign of this is if you're having trouble um, marketing your business, like you're like, I feel like I'm writing Instagram stuff to everyone. I don't Mm -hmm. know what, I'm saying the same things over and over again, like you said earlier, because I don't know who I'm talking to really, or I can't get more specific than this because then i you know, lose some people and then it's just really confusing. And then, you know, to go along with that, if you wait too late, you're obviously going to be getting a lot of inquiries and projects that you don't necessarily enjoy. It's going to be really draining. It's going to make you feel like you're burnt out. So maybe those are two really good signs that it is time to kind of start making baby steps Mm -hmm. (laughs) and niching your business. Yeah, for sure. Now, like I said earlier, when you are experienced, it's a lot easier to do this because you have a whole like catalog of work and clients that you can look back on and start making these decisions. So you are in a much better position to go on ahead and start niching like today, the same day you're listening to this episode. The first thing you should do, obviously, is just take a look at projects you've enjoyed the most and then clients you've enjoyed working with the most. And the reason you want to do this is 
clearly to look for similarities in the projects and the clients so you can kind of find that niche developing for you. You don't need to go and like pull a piece of paper out of a hat and say, okay, so my niche is going to be whatever. It's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that at all. Instead, look at your overall projects and kind of ask yourself, you know, what did the client hire you to do? Was it branding? Was it web design? Was it um, workbooks and graphics? You know, things like that. Was it print material maybe? What made the project so successful? So I think this is really important because it's not just, well, my design turned out really great. It's the communication with this client was awesome. Or maybe you worked with like a whole team at a business and you were like, it was really cool to have a whole team of people inputting, you know, their feedback on the design. Most of us never are going to say that, (laughs) but maybe you enjoyed it. And then what does the client do? So think about your client's business or their blog. So maybe they have a photography business, they're a mom blogger, whatever it is. And then you can kind of start seeing the niche between your services and your target market developing. And it'll develop right in front of your eyes, I think, through this pattern. So for my own example here, when I did this for my business, I noticed that, well, obviously, I really enjoyed working with professional bloggers, like I said earlier, because they were willing to spend a little bit more money. And they were focused on making great content so they could, you know, earn an income from their blog. And that allowed me to create these really simple but meaningful designs that would help their content stand out more and lead their audience to the different places on their sites that would help them make more money better. And then I also was like, but I also enjoy working with business owners and brands specifically because it gives me a lot more of a hands-on approach to being able to touch everything so I can do their branding and their website and sometimes even be fortunate enough to do you know things like their graphics and so on and so forth so my niche kind of formed together that way so I really like to do obviously branding and website for both professional bloggers and I kind of did take a little bit of a generalized approach with the, I say, female-led lifestyle brands, and it kind of still is getting a lot of people there, but it is a more specific niche than just saying bloggers and business owners. Mm -hmm. So, Krista, I'm guessing how you chose your niche is pretty obvious. Like you said, you've worked with those two business or two designers and you were like, yes, this is amazing. But how did you kind of make that leap and know to go from general business owners to designers specifically? Yeah, this totally came from a a push from a coach I was working with. So this was, I cannot take credit for this. Um, I don't know. I don't even want to think about how long it would have taken me to figure it out by myself and especially do it. But a coach I was working with had me um, send her information on my three favorite clients, including like the budget, what we did, stuff I liked about them, 
and two of the three were designers. And she looked at that and she was like, so why aren't you just working with designers? And I was like, oh, <laughs> like light bulbs all <laughs> over the place. Yep. And luckily then, because I was already working with her, the, like, the actual decision and then the process moving forward was a lot easier for me because I had her like sitting there in my ear going, just do it. Like, don't sit and freak out. Just do it. So I did. Um, but yeah, I can't take the credit for that. Luckily, I had someone else kind of pointed out for me but it you know if I would have gone through that process you just outlined I hope I would have seen it you know if I would have written down my three favorite clients what I liked about them there would have been a pattern of designers there for sure yeah definitely so let's just recap this episode you guys a lot of people avoid niching because they think it's going to make them lose business. But the opposite is true, and you guys can use Krista's business as an example. <laughs> Niching down can definitely help you grow your business so much faster and so much easier than if you are just trying to do it all for everyone out there. And there are two ways that you can do this by offering more specific services and or through targeting a more specific market. Now, it really just comes down to focusing on what you do and enjoy doing best, as well as the people that you enjoy working with the most. And your action steps for this episode would be to take a look at your service offerings and see if you can narrow in on two to three packages that you enjoy the absolute most. And also, look at the clients that you've enjoyed most. What do they have in common? So consider using those similarities to start developing a more niched target market. And if you are feeling totally confused on where to get started, I am going to be sharing a link to a blog post that has 70 that seems like so many, but 70 different design niche ideas to kind of get you thinking on how you can niche your design business. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.